Welcome to the Daily Creed, where we help you break your limited beliefs that are holding you back from being a personal and professional success. When you master the five character traits of commitment, resilience, excellence, execution, and discipline, you will have the power to dominate your industry and live the life you desire. And now, helping you to grow in every aspect of your life, your host, J.R. Spear. All right, today we have a very special guest. His name is Dalton, and uh, we are going to be discussing on how to use fundamentals to succeed in sales or business with Dalton Campbell. And Dalton has been a standout in the financial service industry since 2016. And in, and in the, his debut year, he earned the prestigious Rookie of the Year title within his firm. Dalton's success continued as he became a top 1% producer. And remarkably, he accomplished all of this without any initial financial resources, existing network, or specialized skills. Now a successful business owner, Dalton, Dalton takes great joy in mentoring individuals who aspire to reach similar levels of achievement. So Dalton, glad to have you here with us today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, well, I definitely love bringing on great people. And I know we got introduced by one of both of our great friends, Mr. Brent Stone. And he uh, has been a guest on the show a couple of times. And he's part of our BLN community and just someone that I aspire and uh, really look up to in a lot of different ways. But I, I really want to dive in to learn a little bit about you and your business and and just kind of keep in mind that, you know, as we are in this interview that we're speaking to small business owners and my goal on every single episode is to making sure that our listeners are walking away with tangible tactics and strategies that can help them grow their business. So uh, you know, the first question I want to ask you is, can you tell us about the core product or service that your business offers and what sets you apart inside of the marketplace? So it's financial services. I am an advisor. Um, unfortunately, we can't talk too much about products or whatever without rallying that through uh, compliance. But um, you know, if you were to think financial advisor and the products that they offer, that's going to be us. I think that our competitive advantage is that we work with a lot of self-employed individuals. Um, and so that's kind of the, the market that we serve the most um, or that we focus on. Um, and so uh, and then I think that just overall service and effort level, um, I provide a ton. I had an hour long conversation with a client just about anything and everything earlier today because she's retired. She doesn't get a lot of interaction. And so, um, you know. I'm, I'm happy to donate 30 minutes or an hour of my time to hear her life stories. Um, and so I think just our level of service, you know, I don't take on a hundred clients a year. I'm, I'm selective with individuals that come on and they need to be a good fit. Um, and I, I really think that's, that's the competitive advantage. Yeah. And that, you know, through just a side conversation that I had with, uh, with Brent stuff, you know, you're more than just a financial advisor, but you're really great at, you know, helping small business owners from the business side of things and helping them with sales and, and the marketing aspect. So why don't you dive in a little bit about your strategies when it comes to that? Yeah, exactly. I, I would say that's probably part of the competitive advantage is I'm a business owner too. I have to make sales too. And so um, things that I've been able to employ will work across real estate, insurance, finance, car sales, marketing, any other type of business you know, client acquisition is pretty sure. similar. Um, and so I, I think a lot of my success boils down to fundamentals. And that's why 
that's why I kind of gave it that title to begin with is when I first got into business, I really didn't know anything, but I understood kind of some basic fundamentals of business development, um, how to meet people, how to make a good impression, um, how to get people to trust you, um, how to exude confidence whenever you're speaking. Basic things like that gave me kind of a leg up on other young individuals. I was 23 when I started in the industry. So other young individuals who maybe didn't have the social skills or maybe didn't have the self-confidence or whatever, um, you know, potential clients may have written them off. Whereas for me, they were like, oh, that kid's really sharp. And so um, some of just the basic fundamentals, and I still use them today, I think uh, were the keys with with client acquisition early on. Yeah, you know, fundamentals and understanding the foundations of any business is is crucial to the success. And, you know, I work with a lot of people on my coaching side of the business where, gosh, they're making seven figures in business, but they never really went back to the basics. And they just, I mean, it, it happens to all of us. We have a, we, we find out that we have a gift that people want help with, and then we just hit the ground running, start making some sales, starting to help people, but we never implement the systems and processes that it's going to take to actually got us there. And then, then a lot of business owners end up finding themselves stuck because they just kind of, you know, they're here. And it's like, great, I'm growing, but I'm stressed to hell because I don't know what to do next. And they, what they've been doing before isn't working for them now. And it goes back to the foundations. Uh, when it comes to fundamentals of your business, you know, one thing that I always teach my clients is confidence comes with clarity. So the more clear you are on your programs, your offers, your deliverables, how to generate traffic and, and your messaging, the more confidence you're going to gain. And because uh, you, you the reason why I wanted to mention that is because you talked a little bit about like how to acquire or find your clients, but also how to actually speak and communicate to your audience. So why don't you why don't we go through a little bit about your process? So if we got if we have some listeners on here that are like, man, you know, I'm I'm just two things that all entrepreneurs need more clients, more money. Right. So but if we're if we're out there, we're trying to be like, man, I just can't find more high paying clients or clients that are willing to pay me what I'm worth. And. What, what would be your first response and how what would you give as a suggestion that they can go out there and employ today to help them start gaining some new traction? For me, almost all my clients at this point come from referral. And so I've met someone somewhere in the marketplace who I made a good impression to, who sees me as being really sharp with a specific type of individual. And they come across that individual and they do an introduction. And so centers of influence are a big, big, big thing for me and, and my business or any business that I'm involved in. If you know the right people, you open up a lot of it's a reason like a lot of celebrities start their own clothing brand and it blows up. It's because they're a celebrity. They know the right people who've done the right introductions. And now Nike is printing all their clothes. It's not because they have a competitive advantage or a knowledge base or, and it, it's not that I know people work way harder than I do, but I've got a network. And so I get the referral. Um, yeah. And that's not to discount my hard work because I work hard, but finding the right centers of influence. If I want to work with doctors, well, I have to find people who regularly communicate with lots of doctors, or maybe I need to join a medical society and show up to all the events um, and just be super confident and hand out business cards and hustle. 
And the first five I work with, ask them for a ton of referrals, but I'm white gloving that experience. I'm giving them everything I have those first five. So they're like, man, this guy's great. And then they send me to a bunch of other doctors, right? I don't work with a ton of doctors, but, um, you know, I think that utilizing centers of influence is the key way to really penetrate a very unique, specific market. Um, And then speaking to people's pain points as well. You know, in our industry, it's so wide, but each specific individual might only really utilize one or two areas of our industry. So if I'm Mm -hmm. talking about, you know, X, Y, and Z, but only A and B are really relevant to this specific client. Well, that's great. They might think I'm super smart and they might be impressed with all that we offer, but I didn't really speak to them individually. And so if I have some seven figure earner or client or something like that, who's getting killed on taxes, I don't know. Well, that's probably their pain point. And that's where you really need to gear the conversation because that's the problem they're going to want you to solve. And so, yeah. yeah. No, as I say, you, you hit on a couple of good points, but I, before we uh, get a little bit further on, I want to hit on something that you said that was pretty powerful. And one was really understanding like who those doctors are serving or who's serving the same clients and, and talking to. And the reason why I wanted to hit on that, because this is this is where a lot of entrepreneurs miss is leveraging other people's audience. No different than why you're on here today. It's like, OK, you're on my show as a guest to leverage my audience to be able to get your message out there to gain more influence and credibility. And, you know, so that that's why we do interviews on podcasts. That's why we network. That's why we go to all these other things. And most, a lot of people, I feel they just get stuck at doing one person at a time. It's like, okay, how can I go network with one person here and go do a lunch meeting or a one-on-one or a coffee date or whatever it may be. They invested that one or two or three hours, depending on the commute to there to sit down with them for an hour to have the commute back or to their next appointment rather than be able to leverage their audience to be able to book more than one or landing page or whatever it may be to be able to get there. And that that's the power of actually growing and scaling fast. And you don't need to do paid traffic if you hit on your second point of understanding their pain points, which I call your big seven, where the seven biggest problems your perfect clients have. But it, it goes back to what you were saying before. It's like, who is serving your same audience? So if you're if you're in the medical profession and you're you're the doctor, well, if you want to go after people in the medical industry, who else in that same space is selling to the same audience without being competition? And now you just built a referral business with each other on being able to help each other. So really great points on, on hitting that as well as understanding the pain points. But let, let's let's dive a little bit deeper in understanding the pain points. I mean, when you're thinking about someone's pain points, how crucial and powerful is that when it comes to the overall sales and marketing? and the efforts of growing your business? Well, people people make emotional decisions justified by logic. That's just how we operate. And so whatever emotions they're feeling around a specific decision, whether it's something related to my industry or my brother bought a car, I think today, right? Literally, I'm not even just making that up. I'm pretty sure he bought a car. <laughs> so, you know, throughout the, my brother wanted the car. And so, you know, he can do all the analytics and he can do all the breakdown and math or whatever in his head. But at the end of the day, his emotions are telling him to buy the car and he's going to justify it logically. Yeah. And I don't think it was a bad idea, whatever. Good for him. But I think that understanding that clients, you know, clients come to you and they might say, hey, I really need help on this one thing. It's really bugging. me," And then you unpack that and you realize 
yeah, they need a little bit of help on that, but they need actually these five other things. Yeah. But, you know, if you were to just start by talking about those five other things, they're going to think, well, this person's not a good fit for me. And so listen to the pain point first. Understand what the biggest need is first. And, you know, because you're an expert, that that might not even be the biggest need, but it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter because you got to get them to you got to get the wall down first. So if somebody's coming to me and they're just so focused on this one type of thing, I'm like, okay, great. Let's talk about that. And then I get the information like, yeah, we can do this. We do that. Um, But hey, look, if, if I can just give you an objective point of view, here's a couple other areas that I think would actually cause massive improvement even over here. And maybe we should focus on that, too. And they're like, oh, I didn't think about it that way. And now you've got this whole big project you can work on. Um, so hopefully, hopefully that made sense. I don't know. Yeah, you know, something you just said kind of uh, brought back of how I got connected with a really good client of mine, uh, you know, more than a year and a half ago is we got connected on Facebook and one of my groups. And then he reached out to me. and was like, hey, JR, I just I need a funnel. I was like, okay, well, I, I know just like with finances, like, okay, you know, I want to grow my money. Well, let's look at your situation, your family and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, no one, no one needs just a funnel. Cause there's a lot more that goes into it. It's like, what is the strategy? Why do you need a funnel? Or big question. I need a website built. Can you help me build a website? Okay. What's your goal goal of wanting that website? Are you wanting to just generate traffic? You want to place just for information about your products and services? Do you want to grow your email list? Do you want to lead it to a sale to an event? What do you, what is the main goal for it? So the reason why I bring that up because I understand the pain point is like, you know, I'm getting on a call with them and talking about funnel and, I, and I'm like, dude, you don't need a funnel. This is what you really need is you need to start building out your coaching program because he thought that like this funnel was just going to help him make him rich. I'm building this coaching program when in reality is he didn't even have a program to sell in the first place. So we need to start from the foundations, going back to what we said before, the foundations of the business, who's your, what's your purpose, what's your vision, destination, who's your perfect client, what's your messaging, what's your offer and the problems that you're solving. And we did that, that led to, you know, building an outline to scripting his, his uh, training program, to doing a video shoot, to building out his SOPs, his membership site, and then a sales funnel so he can actually capture the person's contact and close the deal. Well, in less than eight months, he built that program that I, that I made for him to a seven-figure business, and he's still thriving with it right now. And you know, here he is. He built a service-based business. Now he wanted to help uh, a coaching, you know, coach people on how to do what he just did. And he's a young young guy. He was only twenty-one or twenty-two when I first started with him, and I think he's like twenty-three now. And built uh, his second seven-figure business in less than a year by implementing. But it all started with exactly what you're talking about: understanding the pain point. They came to me, he came to me with a specific thing that he thought because he saw online that someone said you needed a funnel, but not really understanding what his real goal and objective was. And by me understanding that was able to lead to a bigger opportunity for what he did. So love that. We're going we're to hold on to that thought right now because we're going to go to our very first break. And uh, when we come back, I want to hit a little bit more about like the pitiful moments inside of your business and your journey that you know significantly influenced the course of your business. And so uh, we'll come back and we'll start talking about that. And in the meantime, stay tuned and we will be back here shortly. And now a word from our sponsors. Navigating the business world can be daunting. 
Welcome to the Business Leaders Network, a community of like-minded entrepreneurs ready to share invaluable experience. As a BLN member, enjoy dynamic networking opportunities with high-level entrepreneurs, learn cutting-edge strategies from industry experts, and gain a platform to showcase your business. Get started today for only $37, which is less than your daily cup of coffee. Join a community that can transform your business. Visit www.blncommunity.com to get started. Your success is our mission at BLN. Let's navigate the business world together. And now back to the show. All right. We got Mr. Dalton Campbell here and we hit on a lot of really cool and uh, important things that you guys need to make sure you guys know as small business owners to grow your business. And one is understanding the fundamentals of your business and the pain points to help you guys grow your business, but also leveraging other people's mark networks to be able to grow your business as well. So uh, I want to I want to move this conversation to the next level of really understanding, uh, Dalton. What what were some of the pivotal moments inside of your business journey that significantly influenced the course of your business and where you're at today? We don't need to necessarily talk about your finance business itself, but maybe just you as an entrepreneur that led you to where you're at today. Well, I would say there, there's been a few there's been a few pretty pivotal moments. So the first moment was when I was actually in the personal training industry. Um, I was a personal trainer and basically self-employed. I had a very small base salary, but I was working countless hours, um, working around other people's schedules. And I really started to realize that, you know, I don't think that this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I'm passionate about it. I've been an athlete my entire life. I love fitness. I still work out every day, but I don't think that this is, this is not fulfilling for me. Well, it's tough life. Yeah. (laughs) Early mornings, late at nights and working on everyone's schedules. And so um, really identifying what I wanted in a career or what I wanted in, in my future was really important. I wanted something that had a much higher income potential I needed to be self-employed. I did not like being employed. Um, I wanted a little more control over my calendar. I wasn't opposed to working an evening or a morning, but, but you know, I wanted more control over that. And I wanted a position where I, I personally wanted a, a professional position. I wanted a suit and tie from time to time type position. That, that's what I wanted. So, um, you know, at the time I was reading a lot of Tony Robbins and I thought that, you know, oh, man, I could probably be a financial advisor. You know, that that's probably where we all start, start. right? <laughs> that, that's kind of how it started. And that's kind of how I got interested in the industry and, and pursued it and eventually found found where I'm at. Um, so I think number one was just really defining what it is that I actually want to do, because I think sometimes people are like, oh, I'm going to go into real estate because I know somebody who's really successful and they make a lot of money. Well, just because yeah. that person's really successful and they make a million bucks a year and they're good at real estate, number one, it doesn't mean you're going to be because they're an outlier. But number two, maybe they're like really obsessed and really passionate about this and you just don't have that. You're just looking for money. And so maybe find something that you really can geek out about um, that at the same time could make you a lot of money if, if, if that's the goal. Um, the second was probably... The second was probably one of my first days. We were doing um we were doing a photo shoot where we had our photo that was going to go on our website and everything. And I was wearing my best suit at the time. I got it from JC Penny. And you know, I don't have any to this day I don't see anything wrong with JC Penny. It's fine. I thought I looked good. 
Well, my manager at the time, like leaned over right before we took the picture and he's like, Hey, when are you going to stop buying your suits at JCPenney? And I was just like, man, um, that's not nice. You know what I mean? Like I just started here, man. Like I'm not making the money you're making. Like, you know, and, and it really, it really lit a fire where I was like, you know what? I'm about to, I'm about to crush this dude. Like my production is going to crush this dude. People think I can't do this. People think that I'm some hick that I can't succeed in the business world because I didn't come from the business world. Well, you know, it, this, this is about to happen. And I think that that really fueled um, a lot of the success. That early rejection fueled a lot of the success because I had a chip on my shoulder. I wanted to prove people wrong. Um, and then the last was probably, you know, at the end of my first year, I did really well my first year. I came out of the gates pretty much firing. Um, and, you know, I got to go on like a couple of little trips and just going on these trips and being like, man, I've only ever been on a plane like three times in my life. And now I've been on a plane like four times this year. And I'm like, this is cool. You know, I want this. This is this is something I want in my career. Um, I think that those are just a lot of things that really started to motivate me um, and inspire me to have as much success as I could get. How much of that was driven by actually the vision or purpose of wanting to be in a suit and tie and having that you know corporate lifestyle type thing or just being competitive? It started with the suit and tie flexible schedule type thing. And I've, it's actually important that, that I know that that's how it started, because I actually got I reached a point in my career where I got very carried away with just the money aspect. And I had to really go back to my roots and say, you're stressing over things that, that don't actually matter. You didn't even get into this industry to get rich anyway. You got into this industry to have more control of your schedule because you enjoyed it. And that's what you need to focus on. The rest will take care of itself. Um, but I think that a lot of the, I think at the very beginning, the first six months, it was probably having this new thing and I'm excited and I'm self-employed and, you know, I'm making new content and all this stuff. But after you go through the first you know, six months or so and it kind of is like, man, this is like a grind every freaking day. Like it you have to find other things that motivate you. I almost quit early on. Like my first few months were not great. I almost quit. Um, but I didn't get any of the jobs that I applied for. So I just kept going. Um, yeah. And, you know, then I got my first really good client and then I got another really good client and I was like starting to build momentum and building confidence. And, you know, I was able to put a little money in the bank and like things just started to happen that, that kept me in the game and kept me coming back for more. Um, and it just added up over the years. Yeah, I my my coach and my mentor, you know, he <laughs> he always heart, like hits on me. Well, for all of us and within his program about vision. I mean, we, we have to know where we're going, but we always go back to, is it aligned with our purpose and what we want? Like you, you talked about like, you want more time, you want more freedom. Well, what is that? What's going to help you get there? And you, it, it helps us out to stay on track a little bit more and gives us the, the power to say yes and the power to say no. But almost like what you said, it starts one place and then goes somewhere else, but then it goes back to your purpose and the reasons why you got started in the first place that keeps you motivated to keep going. 
But without knowing that vision destination, which I believe is a huge part of the fundamentals of like what we do as entrepreneurs in business, that we must know. Like it's really hard to drive from DC to California if you don't even know the the path on how to get to California. I mean, they say like a plane if it steers off like just a, a tiny bit, you know, you're going to be in a whole another state or country once you think that you're getting to your destination and you keep thinking you're going straight. So knowing that vision that keeps you aligned of where you're going to go ultimately is what's going to help determine your success of, inside of your business. So. I love the fact that you said that because it always get you, you you were like, okay, it started over here just wanting more time, freedom with my vision of knowing where I want to go. Then I got motivated because I was really competitive, but then it went back to my vision of reminding of why I wanted to go somewhere in the first place that keeps me pushing going forward and doing that. I mean, uh, I, I think you can agree and I, like you hit on that, but how much of your, you know, being an athlete growing up really helped spark the fire of your competition and what you do today? Oh, immensely. I mean, I played I played sports ever since I was six years old and could play T-ball. And so I've always played a sport. Most of the time I was playing three sports a year. And so um, and then even today, you know, if I'm doing Murph or some really nasty, just long, gruely CrossFit workout like. You you get a lot of insight about yourself and and you learn a lot of lessons that you can apply to business through doing that. I used to do bodybuilding and and I would have to prep for 12 or 15 weeks to do a contest and I couldn't I couldn't have a cheat meal one time for 12 or 15 weeks, not one meal. Everything was weighed out on a scale like just a complete whole nother level of discipline that that you have to put yourself through but I can look at instances where I did that and apply it to business and say, you can't just show up every day for eight hours and like work really hard in your business. And so I get a lot of, I've built a lot of discipline through being an athlete and I also learned how to get through tough times. Um, it hasn't been a straight, it hasn't been linear for sure. I mean, my business has been all over the place. It's gone sure. upward, but I mean, it's, it's been a journey and I've gone through some really, really, really rocky points in my career whether it's things that are related to my industry or just things that happened in my business. And sometimes I just didn't have a hundred percent, but being able to show up Monday through Friday and just give my best day one day at a time is something that, that I really took away from being an athlete during Murph. When you're right in the middle of the workout, it's far from over. Just keep doing the movements, keep doing the movements. You don't have to do it in record speed. Just keep doing the movements. And in an hour, the workout will be over. And so, um, so yeah, I, I, I relate sports to business all the time. When you were six years old, what sport did you play? T-ball. T-ball. Okay. So when you, when you said, Hey, you went to your mom or your mom or dad said, Hey, you're going to play T-ball, whether it was your choice or not. Did you play a game the next day after signing up? Uh, I, I don't really remember. I remember being like a water boy for my brother's little league football team. <laughs> And I would dress up in a little football uniform at like four years old. And I was like the team's mascot. I mean, I could not wait until I was old enough to play any sport. And the first thing that came around was T-ball. So I was like, good, great. I'm playing T-ball. I just could yeah. not get to put on a uniform and play a sport. So, yeah, well, the point that I want to make is you don't typically we don't play a game the day after you sign up. And yeah. you you got you got to put in the reps. You got to put in the training. Oh. Like you said, you got to have the discipline. You got you're not just going to show to a bodybuilding competition and say, hey, I'm going to go crush this and go win it. But right. you got to do the steps and do it. And I think that's 
the problem with a lot of entrepreneurs today and uh, is they they want that immediate gratification and success where they're saying, hey, you know what? I want to become a realtor, like you said, because I know I can make a lot of money because JR made a lot of money in real estate or Dalton made a lot of money in real estate. But like you say, that may not be the vision or it may not be the passion that you have versus the other person that's actually having a lot of success. And you got to put in the reps. You got to have the discipline. You got to show up and do the work when it comes to actually looking to achieve success. And you, you you can't do that if you don't even know where you're going and goes back to the foundations and the vision and, and everything else you're doing. So I love the fact that you related all of fitness because fitness is kind of how I got my teeth wet and uh, or cut into the entrepreneur world, you know, with the martial arts school. And then I yeah. built a massive fitness business in, in four cities. And and that's that's it, it was my whole life. I and mean, I started fitness and martial arts and fitness since I was, you know, came out, I came out of my mom kicking. She always had a <laughs> martial arts school and no joke from the day that I could walk. I was always on the mat and and doing stuff and then teaching since I was 10 or 11. So we have a lot of similarities with that. But, you know, the reality is I'm not just going to show up in the ring for for a fight or a competition without training and doing the work and preparing for the, that day. And uh, same thing when it comes to any business entrepreneur work or whatever, or even finances, you know, you got to you got to show up and do the work. It's not just going to come and we got to go hunt. We got to go find it. And you got to you got to do the hard stuff. Yeah, I mean, I can I can remember I still have recordings on my phone. I, I saw something in my voice memos the other day. I was like, what is this? I listened to it and it was me reciting a script that had been written or something for us to prospect. Like five, six years ago, I was driving in my car and I was voice recording myself as if I I went through an entire client meeting and I scripted the whole thing and I was just kind of talking to myself through it. And I would do that if I had to drive an hour and a half to our Richmond office uh, because we're in Virginia. If it's an hour and a half drive, then for an hour and a half, I'm going to pretend like I'm having client meetings. I'm going to. Role play the meeting before it actually happens. Yeah, you got to do that. We're going to go to our second break right now, and uh, I'm I'm loving the conversation, and and you know I'm, I'm sure the listeners are as well. But when we come back, I want to know a little bit more about how has your business evolved since you have started, and what factors have driven those changes. So stay tuned, everyone, and we will be back here shortly. And now a word from our sponsors. Stuck in growth and need more time to serve your clients? Let J.R. Spear and his Creed Consulting team help. We offer a full done-for-you service, strategizing and building your program to scale fast. From video shoots to web design and automation, we've got you covered. Our expertise gives you more time to deliver the quality your clients deserve. Ready to build faster and serve better? Call us today at 314-221-9216 and let's kickstart your coaching program and build a quality quality of product your clients deserve. And now back to the show. All right, Dalton. So glad that you guys are, that you are here. We're having this conversation talking about the importance of fundamentals inside of their business, hitting on a lot of really cool things about vision, about putting the rest, about discipline and uh, you know, just taking it a step further, even some of your success. What I would really love to tap into right now is how has your business evolved since you started and what factors have driven those changes? Well, when I first started in business, if you could fog up a mirror, I was going to try to prospect you to be a client because, you know, I needed the business. At this point in my career, I don't need the business. Like I would be perfectly fine if I went an entire year and didn't get a new client. So I think that things are a lot more focused now. Things are a lot more streamlined. I understand the flow of business and how things work. I'm, I'm just sharper all around. And um, 
you know, if, if I want to turn up the volume and, and have a year where maybe I take on a, a lot of people, then I'll do that. And if I don't, then I won't. So I'm, I'm kind of at a point in my career where I've gotten over the hump where I'm no longer, my anxieties are no longer, can I pay the bills? The anxieties are how much, you know, how much do I want to produce this year and for what reasons? And I'm really just working towards whatever my, I, I set my goals to be throughout the year. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because a lot of us, you know, starting out in entrepreneurship, we get hungry just to go out there and get new business, get new sales. And that hunger can turn to desperation and that desperation can, can eventually lead you to lost opportunities. And so uh, a lot of it is just kind of like part of growth is just learning how to stay in your craft, but also knowing how to serve the right people. Here, here's a, a personal story of mine that maybe you can relate to it or not. But even just a few years ago inside of my business, I mean, gosh, I was crushing it. I mean, I was I, I still do really well. I'm kind of in a place right now. It's like I have the clients that I love. I don't I'm, I'm good for the rest of the year where I can just serve the people that I have and then. You know, I can filter and get new clients for the next year and I'm, and I'm good, but I'm, I'm I'm always out there looking to grow and expand and do different things. But just a few years ago, you know, I think it was probably back in 2019 or, or something like that. I, uh, I was, I was a young buck building out my coaching business, just launched my coaching business in 2000, into 16, 17. And, uh, we're just on this growth mode and I was just taking anyone's like, you need help. Awesome. I'll, I'll help you out. And end up getting like hundred over a hundred plus clients really quick that I was serving for my high ticket service. But the problem was I couldn't serve those hundred plus people. And so I was getting the sales. I was getting them in. I could sell anything to anyone, but I wasn't able to deliver what I promised to do them. And it ended up eventually causing me a lot of stress and anxiety because I couldn't keep up with the work and, and everything else. And it's so important to, and here's the other thing too, is I took any sale, anyone that wanted help, I said, sure, I can help you. But it wasn't the right audience. It goes back to what you said before and understand the pain points. It wasn't the it wasn't what I was passionate about. It's like I would take on a client. I'm like, OK, yeah, I can help them. But I, I really don't want to help this business in this industry or this this field. And it, it became very desperate, but it didn't hurt me on the sales aspect, but it hurt me my stress level. And uh, then it caused me to get really sick. You know, I ended up getting covid uh, really bad, you know, once that all came and put me in the hospital and the doctor thought I wasn't going to make it and almost died. I was there for over a week and, you know, it was, it was pretty bad and brutal. And, uh, you know, when, once I got COVID and really had that week of reflection, I came back and I was like, you know what, I need to change some things. I ended up firing like nine support staff, seven salespeople, four coaches, all within like three weeks. And I just cleaned house and changed. Just went back to what we discussed in our second half of our show, which was vision. So I ended up going back and really going to my vision of what I really wanted and to the roots of why I'm doing what I what I started to do. When I started to do that and really understand my purpose, I you know that fog in the mirror, I ended up wiping away and it became very clear. And I didn't have to look in the mirror and have it foggy because I knew the pain points. I knew the people I was serving. And I was a lot more calm when it came to the people I was going because I knew if, if they're going to sign up or not. It was just more like, okay, you know, this person's good to go. I can help them. But there was no more desperation and it was more just confidence. And I was always a very confident individual, but it was more just like, hey, you know what? I, it, here, here's, the, here's one thing I want to hit on. There's nothing worse than trying to help someone that you don't enjoy hanging out with or talking to. It's like you, you, you know you got a coaching call with them or you know you got a client call with them and you're just sweating. It's like, gosh, I really don't even want this five-minute call with them. You're just stressed. I have no end. It, but you close that sale because you needed that sale. And it, it just uh, it was more miserable than just taking a little extra time and understanding their pain point or and finding the right people that you can actually serve. So 
I don't know. I mean, that, that was kind of a little story in it that personal thing that I went through just a few years ago. But yeah, you, you some can you relate to something like that? That's totally relatable. Not the COVID part. And I'm I'm incredibly sorry that happened. That's nuts, man. Um, but it's it, yeah, yeah. It, it cost me when I when I cleaned house, I didn't just fire all my staff. I fired like a lot of clients that didn't align with my right. vision. It cost me more than two hundred fifty thousand dollars, like well, twenty thousand dollars a monthly revenue that I was expecting to come in. And I just went out and leap of faith. And I was like, you know what? I'd rather take less money, have less staff, less overhead, and figure it out and start from new to not have the stress. I think once you develop a little bit of a nest egg, I've always been really good like with my money. Like I, I live, I literally pay my I live on sixty thousand bucks a year, like personally. So and I make a lot more than that. So I don't, you know, I would set stuff aside. And so I knew if I wanted to make a transition or wanted to, you know, maybe I didn't want to take on any clients for three or four months because I wanted to focus on something else or whatever, my bills are going to be paid. And so once I hit that point, I was able to be strategic. Sometimes entrepreneurs put themselves in a position where they have to be desperate. They go out and earn a hundred grand their first year and then they spend a hundred grand. And it's like, great, I got to do that again next year. And so they're constantly chasing new business because they're not also growing their passive revenue with people that they really enjoy working with who are going to retain themselves as clients um, or they're not, you know, doing things outside of their business or whatever to be, you know, uh, in, in a good spot financially. And so I think for me, like it was it was it did be, it, it got to a point where I was like, OK, I can't I can't provide there's a certain level of service much longer if I continue at the same amount of volume. So I really need to dial in on specific people I like to work with. And I work with like, I mean, I would say right now I probably bring in 25 clients a year, 30 clients a year. So I'm working with one person every other week. And, and, and it's a very steady flow of, of people who are going through the pipeline. I'm not overwhelmed. My heart rate stays under 100, which is important for me at this point in my career. Um, but I'm also able to provide a really good work product. And if somebody wants to hop on Zoom for an hour and go through something, I have the time to dedicate to do that because I'm not just transacting business or selling products. I tell people I could probably make a lot more money if it was if it was a money thing. Oh, I could make a million bucks a year. No problem. But that's that's not the structure that I want my business to have. There's a certain way that I want my business to look 10 years from now, 15 years from now. And it's not going to happen if if I take every single piece of business that comes to me. Yeah. You know, you said something that, uh, you know, go, that kind of resonated with me. A, a buddy of mine wrote a book recently. I forget the name of it. You know, it's a, it's a short book. It's about real estate. And but one quote that he says in there that, that really stands out to me is, most entrepreneurs were only as good as our next deal, as our next transaction. And learning how to create that passive income, almost like what you're talking about, having that nest egg or having that money that comes in where you don't have to have that stress to be able to do it, is ultimately where we want to strive to get to as entrepreneurs. So you're not constantly in that chase, constantly looking for that next deal, being desperate when your income starts going down and not coming in and all these different things. But, uh, you know, that that one quote resonated with me deeply that I'm like, man, 
I'm really looking, even me personally, like, okay, what else can I invest in? What else can I do that can give me a higher rate of return on whatever it may be and, 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 and do stuff that way I can get money working for me a lot more than just that. So a lot of really cool nuggets. Um, we're going to go to our last break and then we got about 10 minutes when we come back. And I would love for, uh, we talk a little bit about how someone can get in touch with you. Like, what are you doing? Who's your ideal client? And then how can someone get in touch with you so we can uh, help grow your audience? So let's stay tuned and we will be back here shortly. And now a word from our sponsors. Ready to elevate your coaching business and make a profound impact? Discover your roadmap in J.R. Spears' book, The Success Guide to Building Your Coaching Empire. Immerse in wisdom earned through years of successful coaching, presenting a strategic battle plan to navigate challenges and seize opportunities. Don't just survive, but thrive in your industry. Get your copy at www.jrspear.com today. Let this guide be your companion in your journey to a powerful coaching empire. Transform your business and make a bigger impact now. And now back to the show. We got Dalton Campbell on here where we talk about the fundamentals of business and sales to help you guys grow your business. So if you missed the first part of the show, make sure you go back, learn about the importance of having a foundation, a vision, and and different tools and things that tricks that you guys can implement today to help you guys grow. And as we come to the closing of the end of our show, I really want to dive in a little bit about like Dalton, talk talk to our audience about what exactly it is you do and, and how you can serve them and the best way they can get in touch with you. Absolutely. Well, like I said, I'm in financial services. So if you have any questions about any of that, um, feel free to just shoot me an email. I have an email that's that I can discuss that stuff on and I'm happy to provide it. Um, if you'd like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, you can share that on here. All right. So that would be D is in Dalton, my last name, Campbell. Um, and then it's at anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R hyphen financial.com. Um, that's for any like financial stuff because we're obviously regulated. I can't just openly give advice or say stuff, whatever outside of a regulated platform. Um, but if you're just trying to connect, I also have Dalton at the Dalton Campbell.com um, or Dalton Campbell 11 at gmail.com. So um, any of those ways, reach out. Um, even if you mistakenly, you know, ask me something financial on one of the other platforms, then I'll just reply with my business email. So um, don't worry about it. But um, as far as like how I can help, I would say pretty much anything and everything on on that side. And then outside of that, um, even if it's not financial related, just mentorship or, or coaching, or maybe you're in a similar industry. I work, I network with a ton of real estate people. Um, and some are really, really high producers. And so I've noticed a lot of commonalities and things that they do and things that have worked and things that haven't worked. And so, um, you know, if you if you have any questions on that, if you want anyone to to speak to your group or to, um, you know, at an event that you're you're at or something like that, um, I'd be happy to try to fire everybody up. So um I, I'm happy to just be a resource. Anything and everything business, um, I'll do my best to be a great resource. So who's the right audience that you want to connect with? Honestly, people who are just super entrepreneurial. I mean, I, I want to connect with the hustlers in any industry. At this point in my career, like in my, my primary business, I have a steady flow of clients. People know where to find me. They figure it out. And, and I, I get that. The people I'm really, really trying to impact um, and I budget, you know, 
definitely a few hours a week to doing this is the hustlers. I mean, I, I want to meet people who are are doing well in business, who are excited about business, um, who have great ideas, uh, who are trying to build their networks. Whether it's a business-related meeting or not, those have always been the critical people for me to meet uh, in in my life. They've they've heightened my career. They've given me opportunities, and they're just great. It's great to share that kind of energy with other people. And so, people like that are the reason I got from personal training to where I'm at. Is I met certain people and learned certain things through those people. Where I was like, yeah, this is the direction I need to go. Very cool. So everyone out there listening, if you guys are looking for a little bit of inspiration, motivation, and some tactics on business and strategies, you know, Dalton's going to be your guy that you can connect with. You know, have him come speak at your event. I believe that you're out in, uh, you know, Harrisonburg, Virginia area or somewhere like that. So you're in the Virginia area, but, you know, I'm sure that you can go anywhere to help with anyone, especially in the virtual space or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, reach out to him, connect with him, get on social media. And you'll know, really leverage, the, you know, him and his services, his resources that can definitely help you. But also the power of, ha- you know, building your network and building relationships like this and leveraging them to help with your audience definitely makes you stronger as an entrepreneur as well. So gain that new connection, gain that relationship and bring in high quality people who know what they're talking about and that can steer you guys in the right direction for you know, for the growth in your business, but also growth for your clients. And I'll tell you, every time I bring on a guest inside of my community or on one of my shows or or whatever that has the skill set, but also the knowledge that can really help entrepreneurs, it doesn't just elevate them, but it also elevates me too. So by you adding great people like Dalton inside of your network and inside of your pipeline and, and uh, introducing them to your community, is just going to help elevate you guys that much more. So I want to highly encourage you guys connect with Dalton Campbell. You can find him on Facebook and other social sites where he dropped in his email address, get connected with him. Cause I know that he's going to be able to help you, uh, help you guys out where you go. Are we going to see you at our event in November? Maybe that could be a place they can connect with you there. Just send me the information on it. Uh, all right. I may well, have missed it already, but send me the information on it. We, we literally just posted it this morning, but it's, uh, okay. Yeah, November 1st through 4th in Orlando, and it's going to be awesome. This, like we we did – this is our third event. We did uh, one in D.C. in December and then one in uh, St. Louis back in March. Each of them had about 75 to 80 people that we did for both of those. This one, we're, we're actually cutting it down to only 40 people because it's more of a mastermind feel versus the other ones were more of a summit. So yeah. it's going to be a really great time to connect, but also have like there's really high level people teaching that are doing like millions of dollars in their business. So it's just going to be a really cool time. But uh, all right, guys. Well, I appreciate everyone that tuned in. I appreciate your guys' loyalty and commitment to showing up to our show. And until next time, stay committed, be resilient, even through the most difficult times, showing up every day, giving your best and having mental and physical discipline to complete your guys' mission. And next week, we will have a guest where we're talking about, are you prepared to showcase your platform on GMA tomorrow? Thank you for listening to The Daily Creed. We hope you enjoyed. For more, connect with us at www.blncommunity.com. That's www.blncommunity.com. We'll see you here next time.